Central Time, a little bit afterwards, right here in Texas, and we're on the throne, and we're here today to talk to you about some things like love. love. This is Valentine's Day weekend, Valentine's you know Day. what I'm saying, and it's uh, um, it's a, a festive time of year. I was uh, on Eventbrite, and I was looking around at all um, the different events and everything, and uh, because I'm finna jump off my events again, and so I want to see what the how the water was and what they you know charging and what kind of venues they got, what kind of snap they got, and marketing angles they have on. And I was researching it, and uh, man, they out there getting it, boy. These holiday weekends and the expense to be involved in that is tremendous, yeah. tremendous. And I that's what I want to um, uh, jump off the show on. You know, um, today is how. We as people in 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 because it has to fall down. It does fall down on the belief. Get so caught up in um, the belief of a holiday or whatever the case may be, and celebration and and spend so much money on it. You know, um, how do we get caught up in that? I think we're conditioned. I'm that. <laughs> hey, family. Yeah. Um, shout out to Red January and Carla Delaney. Hey. Um. I think we're conditioned, right? I knew about Valentine's Day. We were making cards with construction paper and hearts and stuff for our moms and stuff. Remember? Yeah, and they Early gave you the, the, the bag, the bag of little um, tarts to the yep, and hearts. And you did the exchange. You gave your classmates Valentine's, uh, and you claimed a Valentine. So first, I think it's we're conditioned, and then it's an easy default, right? How so? Because you, you can wait. Some people wait till you know February fourteenth to show their love to make big declarations to plan weddings and um, proposals and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think it's just a default because we're conditioned. Um, that's what I think. And uh, it's easy. If I get some flowers and candy on that day and a lot of, a lot of women, a lot of people are satisfied with that. Uh, let me ask you another question on that same tip. I mean, <laughs> let me ask you another question on the same tip. Has this holiday turned into more of benefiting the woman as far as getting gifts and treated? Here we go. Uh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it has. You know, every kiss begins with K and all that jewelry. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it has. Um, but it's up to the individuals, the couple, to make a decision that um, it puts we're a lot do of pressure on, the man, on too. man. Yeah. 
because no man wants to do the same thing every year, every year. You know what I'm saying? Then you get caught up in trying to be creative and stuff, and then you get caught up in trying to be uh, uh, better than you know this couple that you know what I'm saying that you guys hang yeah. out with. You or know, better than the year before. Yeah, and, yeah. and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Well, that's an important conversation because I'm not a Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I haven't for a long time. Um, I want my I want my man, my partner, to show me sponta- uh, spontaneity. Like spontaneity, let's just throw you on the kitchen table, bend you over the kitchen table. Ain't nobody table. talking about that. <laughs> oh, okay. That's spontaneity. Y'all didn't come on. You just know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, you know, lunch delivered to the office for no reason or, you yeah. know, an oil change or I don't know, whatever the thing may be. Um, but I don't I want remember. my love, I don't want, I don't want expressions of love to be, you know, marked by a calendar. I did some cool shit. I was in uh, my second marriage, and uh, and I wanted to do something special for me. It was actually her birthday, and and um, I wanted to do something special. So I took um, the sticky pads, you know, for um, the yellow ones, the sticky mm-hmm. pads, and I just wrote little small things on there, you know, special things on each one of them. And then while she was at work, I just went over and plastered her whole car with it, you know what I'm saying? And she came out, and she was walking up on it because I was parked over there just watching, right? And she was walking out, and she was pissed off walking up. But then when she seen what it was and she read it, you could just see it, all the armor just drop off. You know, see, I'd really have still cool. been pissed off. Oh, you putting sticky notes on my damn car. <laughs> see, Messing up my pay job. You got, you, and now you have to be able to receive some stuff like that. You have to be able to receive. No, I would. That's sweet. Uh, I don't think I've ever done anything... For a man for Valentine's Day. Wow. They didn't require it of me. How you know? Because when we talk about it, that's like they didn't want to celebrate it. Sometimes like it big deal. we as men, we say things, you know what I'm saying? We say, no, I ain't worried about that, you know. But in, in real deep down inside, you know, if you still do it, it's not going to create a bad moment. Because sometimes he really does want it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes we don't really know what we want because sometimes we've never experienced it. So I tend to celebrate love, uh, I was thinking about that this morning, in common places, in the common spaces of every day. The way I care for, the way I care for my man, the way I um, am attentive to his moods or, um, you know, making sure I keep on the menu things that he likes. Not that I'm the only cook, but, you know, just trying to love him the way that he tells me that he wants to be loved. But I try to do that on a regular um, so I think the way that I'm in relationships, I think a man would feel comfortable telling me, um, yo, you ain't give me nothing for Valentine's Day, or I like my birthday to be celebrated. And love, like, communication is key. I mean. No, sometimes we're loving people, but we're not loving them the way they want to be loved. Right, where you so think you they, they, you, yeah. the way that you think that they should be loved, yeah. opposed to the way that they want to mm-hmm. be loved. Yeah, we put our love languages on them. And that's not the way they receive love. I can relate to that, you yeah. know. And when you have that conversation, you know, just y'all excuses out there why this, this shifts. But um, when you have that particular conversation with um, about um, you and your uh, significant other's um, love language, if that's what you, if you, if you, let me say this, if you, have read about it, studied it, or even care about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I personally do. Yeah. And um, if you've discussed what your love languages is, and 
you don't exploit that and get them jumbled up and cross is cross mixing them because you don't need to cross mix them. If mine's is physical touch, and yours is admiration, you know, uh, yeah. you don't need to tell me I look fly or you know what I'm saying. I'm doing a great job. You know what I'm saying. You yeah, you do every now and then, right, but right. you know what I'm saying. Not only continuous basis. But if you tell me yours is admiration, you know, I need to on a continuous basis say, you sexy as hell. Well, I got on this road. Well, you sexy as hell. I know what's under there. You know, just something. But have you ever struggled to make that happen? And this is a real ass question. So, you know, a man will say, these are my love languages, but it's inherently not who I am. And I struggle. You to know receive what I'm saying? it? No, I struggle to give it. Oh. All right, so say, I, say I'm say i not one to use words of affirmation just in my life in general. That's not how uh -huh. I raise my kids. Uh -huh. That's not how I celebrate my employees or anything. Mm -hmm. And then I get with a man who's like, I like words of affirmation, and I don't know how to do it. Okay, then like, that's, that's just not mine. Then that's what you need to say. I don't know how to do that. I'm willing to give it to you, you know, and I want to give it to you. Right. But let's sit down and um, talk about this because I don't know. It's foreign to me right now, and I want you to teach me. Show me how I can, you know what I'm saying, make you feel appreciated because you really do. I just don't know how to translate right. it, you know what I'm right. saying, from my heart and what I'm feeling. Do you think it's also, that's true, uh, being deliberate, but do you think a, per a person can bring that out of you um, if it's not a skill that you already have, like a, a way of loving, not a skill, a way of loving that you haven't experienced before? Do you think that your partner can bring that out of you? Yes, and yes, they can. They do have the ability to bring it out. But even in the attempt to bring it out and it fails, it's the attempt and the time spent and, and an acknowledgement of yeah. that goes a long way. Yeah. Because, you know, now if, if that's not communicate, if I communicate that, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and she would um, work on it and try and work on it, but it's unsuccessful at it. I'll appreciate the effort that she put in, and then if I don't get that particular love language, I'm all right because I know she's tried. You know what I'm saying, and she's just not. I have the ability to to translate that for me. You know. Yeah. How about you? I think I do think we can grow in learning how to love someone, but I have I know personally. It's been a struggle. How do you grow to learn to love someone? It um, is because you, you're making putting love in a category to where it's a task. Love is work. It is work. Uh, it takes a lot, a lot of space, but learn. You don't. You don't. I don't. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sorry for you know contradicting you, but oh, no, you it's, learn is not a lesson. Love is not. Excuse me. Love is not a lesson to be learned. Love, love is more or less in uh, um, an emotional and spiritual thing. You know what I'm saying? And it just comes, and without any questions, without even asking permission. Mm -mm. Love I does. I disagree. I think that we think of love as an emotion, and yes, it's organic and it's you know it's an emotion and all of that. But love on the ground is work. I think I think maintaining maintaining it is work. But I don't think when it comes, you can't stop it. No, I don't mean that. I, we're talk, I was talking about in the context of a relationship. Oh, keeping and it, so maintaining love, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, so, yeah, oh, love. Shit, yeah. You know, you meet someone, you have this 
raw emotion. Sometimes it's lust. Let's not get that confused. But um, been there, done you that. Have the <laughs> <laughs> over and over. Oh, I know. <laughs> And it was good. Too. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say the Ain't same thing. Ain't nothing wrong with lust. Ain't, Ain't nothing wrong with little lust. But I, I mean, I think relationships ultimately fail because I've loved someone for years, but one of us dropped the ball or or stopped caring about how we were going to manifest that love on the ground. It's real cute at the wedding and during the honeymoon, but year three, four, and five, it, it takes work. And I'm not saying work like, um, like it's uh, not a not a not a fun or a joyful task, but you, I mean, people change. And you we got were to, talking about that. So for, for a man, you have to revisit your woman. Oh yeah. You know, you have to revisit her. I was just telling Carla that you have to remain curious. That kind of turned me on when I thought about it. Never thought about it like that until like a few weeks ago talking to Carla and. Um, we get complacent in our love because it's like, oh, King's here. King's going to be here. He gets home at 530 and he's going to do that. He's going to do that. And you you get into this rhythm or get into a hum and you take your partner for granted. Like you got it now. Yeah. I got her now. Yeah. The, like I got him now. I was thinking about the way we make love. Mm-hmm. Man, listen, when I first give it somebody, I'd be back doing backflips and flipping on it. And, right. And four years in, you just lingerie. Four and, years in, you yeah, all you missionary try, every night. Every night. You better hit it. While yeah. my leg is propped up, like, and so that's what I mean by love has, it takes work, you have to be intentional. Um, and then the other part is, like, remaining curious about your partner. Mm. Like, we get with somebody, and then I don't know what happens. All of a sudden, we're, we're critical, we're judgmental, and, you know, we're discontented. Really, it has nothing to do with them. It's usually about us. But I think if you remain curious about the person you're rocking with, it just keeps like this excitement. Mm. I think that's why people pursue other partners and often aren't content with one person. Um, it's so much. It's, it's so much curious, out there. That is so much out there. I mean, little little things that you can do or bring up a make even makeup make up something like, um, okay, let's commit to this at least two times a year while we're together until we change it. We're gonna do something as a couple. That we've never done before. I love it. Yeah. That's creating history, and and, and, and yeah, it's romantic, mm-hmm. and you know, and and and, and, it, and it's it's it's, it, it's heating up the fire. Yeah. So you know, it's it's it's, it's going it's maintaining. Yeah. It's so much information now that we have in a society to um, help us with our relationships, and um, it's so much in society to help us information that help us with. Um, relationships today and a lot of people get caught up on people like myself you know what I'm saying who's a relationship coach and I, I stay in the field as far as broadcasting as far as relationships mm-hmm. and blogging and everything but it's it's not and they they, they badger you oh y'all don't know this y'all know this because y'all ain't in this game they got all kind of hits for you but here is here it is and it's not just in this category, but I'm just in this category. And this is for people listening in all over the world and also, you know, um, viewing in on Facebook. Um, it's not necessarily what I or anybody else or Kevin Samuels or anybody else give you or whatever the case me or the content or whatever the case. You listen and what you want to take in, take in and what you don't discard. Yeah. Just like in every other walk of life, you know what I'm saying? I'm, everything I speak is not law. Is not law. No. All I can do is share my experience, strength, yeah. and hope. 
You know, that's all I can share. But it's when you share it, when when you share or other relationship gurus share, um, it's my responsibility to filter that. It's the mm. same thing when we hear a sermon or we hear any type of motivation or a message. It's my responsibility to sit with that. And what sticks, sticks, and what doesn't, I can set it down. But I don't have to mock the messenger or be negative or derogatory. That's just not, that's not mine. It's not me. And let it pass by you. I mean, we have, our, our culture is almost like every time we see something, we have to provide commentary on it. Yeah. I don't have to comment on your content. If I disagree, I just disagree and keep it pushing or engage respectfully. Yeah, so, respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. But, you, you know, so many of us, we, you know, I, this is just my opinion. We don't want to do the work anyway. Lazy. We don't La- want to do the work anyway. We, you know, we're talking about love, Valentine's Day. Um, I was thinking this morning, how am I loving myself? Because I can't, if I'm not loving myself, I can't, I can't give you. I mean, I, you know what? what? You I just, I just had that revelation um, that if you're single in this season, mm-hmm. why don't you celebrate you? Yeah, why don't you celebrate you? Why don't you buy yourself some flowers and some candies and yeah. buy yourself a card and write you a positive message? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Matter of fact, take yourself to the spa. Have a day yeah. and um, celebrate you. You know, and, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't think to do that. I, well, then I'll get backlash. Well, like if you're doing it for yourself, you don't need a man. It's not true. If I'm single in this season, and so. That's how I try to live. I take get massages once a month if I can twice, you know, get my feet done. You know what I mean? I just try to love on I do myself. Do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, and the other part is this, and they also say it about like sexuality. Like if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what pleases you, if you don't know what your love languages are, how are you going to direct somebody else and how to love you and show up for you? You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. You know, like big. if I can't. If I don't know That's how big. I, if I don't know how I, um, how I like my bo- my own body to be touched, then how am I going to direct you know my partner to touch me in ways that I like? We just be going in blind, just touching and feeling. Like, and then there's the other side that where you people are locked and loaded. You know what I'm saying? To where they're in their in their belief system that oh I don't do that, I don't do that, I don't do, and, and then they stuck in that. You know, mm-hmm. and that hinders. Oh yeah. That hinders a lot. Because you're mis. I mean. Imagine how many doors we open when we're, you know, with ourselves and can relax and say, man, this, this brings me pleasure. This feels good. Or I like getting my feet done. Or I like when I do this. This makes me feel good. Or we don't, we really don't live that way to explore ourselves. And then we get in relationships and we're talking about, you're not loving me. Well, you don't know what you want. You don't even know who you are in your own flesh. So how am I supposed to love you? You're yeah. all over the place. If you don't know how the hell am I supposed to right. know? So I think it's important to to sit with ourselves. I mean, I got that time. I learned that in jail, um, you know, just being able to be in solitary, not solitary, but be alone and be quiet and sit with myself. And a lot of people. Be all right with it. And be all right with it. And then I learned a lot about who I am. But the way our hustle bustle, we get up, put our feet on the ground, go to work, do da 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 And we never really take time to find out like who we are and what our love languages are um, and what makes us feel good physically, emotionally, intellectually. Um, and I think that's why we fumble around in life with different love relationships or relationships, 
you know, trying to or figure it out. Or situations. Or entanglements. Or all of that. And we don't know who we are. Our bread ties. So I'm not soul ties, bread ties. <laughs> I'm not. A, it doesn't bother me to be single. It and doesn't? I, no. I, a friend of mine just landed you still in getting, Jamaica you still, yesterday. No, I'm anymore you you have to stop calling me and no i can't forgive you what's the wrong cannot explain the pain that i feel after what you did to me it's hard to heal forgiveness never been my strong suit and i can't help that i still want you Crying. I 
Every time, okay, the first time that you fall in love and that doesn't work out and you might get some heartbreak or whatever in there, a piece of your heart is still going to stay with that person because you don't necessarily hate that person, you know what I'm saying? You're still going to have some type of measure of love for that person and then on and on and on throughout your life and you're leaving pieces of your heart behind. Can you see that? Well, when I was younger, I didn't leave pieces of my heart. I was angry breakup. I hated you. I wanted you to fall down a flight of stairs. and <laughs> I, I wanted to see you get hit by a bus. Um, I, I, but I, what, about the, what about the concept that people talk about when you call your energy back to yourself? Have you heard? You know, people I've say, never heard that. Yeah, like Kevin Gates talks about, I love you. I send you off with love and blessings. But I call all my energy back to myself. So I don't know if that's what you mean by your heart. Um, but, I mean, theoretically, I mean, there's no right or wrong. I just, um, now that I'm more mature, and in the last, the last two breakups I've had, I have done it in a very mature way. And I say I send you off with love and light and I pray the best for you. Um, but it hasn't always been that way. Um, so I would say in the latter part of my life as I matured, I would end relationships in an effort for both of us to um, be healed when we leave each other. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I do think in that instance, yes, um, I did leave a part of my heart with them when I, when I offered them that blessing. Um, but not my younger days. I ain't, offer, I ain't leave shit. So let me ask you this question. <laughs> uh, how many times in your life have your heart been broke? Uh, three. Three? Three. When you first hear that question, it's like, when I asked it, I was like running it back on myself. It's like, you, you're afraid that, you know what I'm saying, that you're going to say a whole big number, but you know what I'm saying, not really. You know what I'm saying? You don't, and, and throughout life, you don't give your heart to many people. Right. What about you? I would say four. Because hindsight right it's 2020 because now i know that the other three people that i thought i loved it wasn't love mm. so that's why i had to sit with them yeah now. as you mature you can because i had yeah. to discern i had thought yeah. about a couple of people and i said no nah, that wasn't that no really love. wasn't no. love it was lust personified yeah that lasted it, a little longer but like one i have two um two children uh two girls god bless you both love you 
and by two different women, you know, and one woman made that cut that I just said, I, you know what I'm saying, but one didn't, you know. Shout out to Yvonne Shepard, you know what I'm saying. Uh, like, what do you mean by cut, like, in a, in a... No, when you ask me that question, how many times have I, oh, have I been, have been, have my heart break, and, 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 and I broke my own heart in that situation, you oh. know, and I broke my own heart in a couple of situations, but it's still heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah. Um... That takes a lot of courage to break your own heart, huh? It does, but the but the other part is a slow death. You know what I mean? Like um, you could just sever off the gangrene, sever off what's un, what's what's sick, what's not well, mm -hmm. or you can let the whole body catch it. Mm. And so I was, I was in a relationship for ten years, and it was horrible. And uh, I was staying. I think we talked about this. I kind of stayed because. Um, I really didn't know what I was going to do without what we had, the house, the things we had built together. Um, but the fact that I was dying slowly to my purpose and my calling and my joy and my peace, that began to override what my fear of, you know, breaking my own heart. Mm. You know, I, I look, I love you. And I told him, I said, I love you, but this isn't working. It's not healthy. I said, you're not living your dreams. I'm not. I said, uh, the plane is going down. We can jump out together with parachutes and both land safely, or we can continue to ride this thing out to and our crash. own demise. Right. right. And he was like, I don't hear that shit. I don't hear that shit. But I still left. I took my parachute and jumped. But um, if you're really wanting your best life, if you're really wanting to experience, like, love, and I'm not talking about true fantasy love and, you know, romance novels. If you want real love, you're going to have to be willing to do the things that are uncomfortable so that you can get into the place where you thrive. It's a risk. That's what I want. I want, I want love. I want, I want the real thing. Not perfection, but somebody that is for me and, and I'm for them, right? Um, and honesty. That's it. That's all I ask for. You know, I think it's, um, it takes a, um, it's a lot to... to um, in the search of that perfect fit because it's not going to be a perfect fit in, in love and in, in, in relationship. It's never going to be in the beginning a perfect fit. You have to be in a position to measure certain things and um, sacrifice certain things. You talking to, about the 80, 20? No, no, it's, okay. it's more or less like, you know, um, um, I have standards, you know, and somebody has to qualify and that person has standards. And I would have to qualify. But in that exchange right there, you know, um, it's a give and take. Because it's the, piece, the pieces of the puzzle is just not going to automatically fit. So what we have to do, once you know that and once you get to a point where you're digging each other and, and this can happen. Yeah. Okay, then we're starting, you know what I'm saying, chipping and editing some things around the edges yeah. so we can actually fit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well... The problem is, I think, sometimes you try to put a square in a circle. Remember when we was little? Hell that little yeah. ball, that little thing with all yeah. the different shapes. Yeah. You try to make the... Um, it ain't so going to fit. It ain't going to fit. So I think there's some serious discernment. Because I don't know about you, but my whole life I've been compromising. I've been shaving sides down, shaving it down some more, um, <laughs> trying to make it fit because I didn't want to be alone or I needed, I wanted a need to be met or I didn't think I'd do any better. That's exhausting. So I'm in a season now where... There has to be, like, a friendship, like an organic just 
friendship first. And the other part that I wanted to I think comment you get to know on a person is better. I'm not searching. Right. You know, my grandmother used to tell me a watch pot never boils. And I've been out here like huh? and like you know how you watch you wait watch pot Oh watch pot. Oh. never boil. You just stand there waiting for stuff to boil and it takes longer than if you go and mind your business and go and do something else in the house. You come a watch pot. A watch pot never boils. I never, I never heard that before in my life. So I don't, you know. So the searching piece, and and I know my picker's broke, because I be looking for looks, and I want a little thug with a little god energy, and you know, like you know what I'm saying, like God's a thug like, with a little god energy, <laughs> yeah. or a man with god energy and a little thug. thug yeah, I want a man that can throw hands if it comes down to it, right? But a man that'll pray, right? All that right. kind of stuff. Um, but I tend to go for aesthetics, like how a man looks and how he treats me initially and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and so I make compromises on everything else. And that could be the else. facade. And that's the facade because after the 90-day, 120 days, in my experience, we shift. Mm. You know, you're here now. I got you. So we shift. And then other stuff pops up that you didn't tell me during that time. So I think I don't search. And I, I, was, I, I share with my female friends I'm just going to run my race. I'm going to do what I'm doing, and, and prayerfully, my person will come along. I like that word, You know what I'm saying? Prayerfully, my, man, my person will come along because I'm, I've been searching all this time. Been searching. And I done picked duds. No, y'all ain't duds. duds. I love y'all. All, all, all the men I've been with. She's going to publicly just say y'all was duds <laughs> and take it right back. So, come no, on, honestly, I wasn't ready. So we're talking about love, and we're, when we all talk about love, we're often looking at what the other person's going to do and who they are and all that. Um, I messed up a lot of it. How so? Because I wasn't healed. I wasn't ready. You wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You wasn't ready. Um, and then sometimes we're reaching, I hate to say it like this, we're reaching outside of our... Norm? Outside of our own package, like... You're trying to get somebody that out of your I don't want to say qualified out of your terrible. league or something. What? Yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, and I'm and I'm not healed. You know, so I'm uh, hurting people. That does come with maturity too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Your pick and uh, who you choose is not necessarily uh, 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 what you what you need. Point taken. And when you back to the fantasy piece that you were talking about, and sometimes you know we have to get out of our head that fantasy of what. Mm -hmm our significant other should look like or whatever the case may be because, you know, over and above all, we want to be loved properly right. you know, and respected, you know, and uh, all those good stuff. But uh, who we imagine visually in our mind is not able to give us right. that. You have but we're on aesthetics. But we're on aesthetics. We want, we want, they look good. Yeah. And, um, and they can cook. Yeah, and some other stuff too. But <laughs> get caught up in that. Um, we, um, you, the, the friendship. I think that. Um, That's what Ross said you, last week. I know, I know, and I, and, I, and I believe that that friendship is 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 your foundation because if you uh, are friends with a person for a, a period of time, you can learn more about that person than you were if you were approaching that person from a romantic standpoint. Right. Because once you initiate a romantic standpoint, you know what I'm saying, we tend, we tend 
to lock and load some things now. Okay, oh, whoa, okay, uh, I can't just get out there with that. But as a friend, you know, I'll take this out. You know, you can, you're going yes. to share some yes. things. You'll be vulnerable, yeah. Right, so yeah. there's some different things. So that's why it's so imperative and important to build from a friendship up. Yep. And that's so difficult to do today, you know, and I, and I get that, especially, you know, um, you could be at because you, cause you could be at your peak in some areas, like sexually or whatever the case may be, and you don't want to cross those lines. But you know what I'm saying? That energy is still there. Right. You know, you can't fight that energy. You know, you can fight it. You better fight it. I mean, yeah, you have. You're to. energetic. I told you, you're energetically too big. Like, I just, I, you know, I just think it's unhealthy. I, I, I don't know, unhealthy, unsafe to. Um, to put your energy everywhere. And intimacy, sex can be just sex, but for someone that is in pursuit of a whole life, a full life, you can't just lay down with everybody. That's just me. Um, I'm not saying soul ties and all this and that, but I'm sacred. My body is sacred, and I've, I've given it away too often. And... Um, and I'm in the season now, like, and we jump ahead. So, say, yeah, say you meet somebody and you really rock with them, the energy you vibing, and then you have sex and you ruined what could have been mm. because you tapped in too soon instead of, you know, experiencing some things together and really learning who that person is. You said something really profound a few weeks ago. You were like, I don't like the three-day interview, you know, and that's what, that's what we do when we're like, I'm dating them for this purpose. But then we find a friend, and we're kicking it with them, and then we want to sleep with them too soon, and, and we, we, we you know put the horse before the cart. Right. And then yeah. you, you stunt yourself for getting the information you know about that person yeah. that you really, really valuably need. Yeah. And then I know for myself, if I'm dating someone, I'm much more reserved with who I am than when I'm, rock, when I'm kicking it with a friend of mine. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll Naturally. say some shit... Yeah, I'll say, like, Gabe thinks I'm raunchy, probably, because I say shit in this room that just, I don't say everywhere, right? Um, but when I'm with a friend, I can just say what I say, and if they fall in love with me, then then it's organic. Because if if we if I go on three dates, I'm going to be, hi, how are you? <laughs> You're not going to learn for not for, like, six months that I cuss and, yeah. and like to fight. You know what I mean? You're not going to know all that, so... I think it's better just to, for me, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, you got to let them know. Somebody's you know, patient. I'm in, um, uh, I'm in ministry and, you know, I'm this and that and other. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm prepped and everything, you know. And you then know? they go to a panel with me and I'm hostile. Yeah. They be like, oh, my goodness, she ghetto as shit. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, um, give, me, um, give me three things that are a must off the top. Pertaining to a woman, a woman. Oh wow! Um, Just three. Three. One of the first things is um, understanding. Understanding. Um, she must be understanding and um, not stuck and like um, caught up in um, their ways and not flexible at all. But then, and once I find that out. Because that is a standard because I think it's a very vital part of connecting together because you have to be receptive. And if you're not receptive, you know, I, 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 I can't work with you. 
You know, uh, another thing is I love ambition. I love ambition and drive, you know, and I say that with a backslash, you know, ambition and drive uh, yeah. go hand in hand. And um, I love um, communication. I love to be able to talk about anything, yeah. you know, and uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about that or... Uh, I try and talk about something and, and, and they're lost, you know, or whatever, and uh, it's a turn off for me. So, those are three things yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, um, Probably people out there um, probably thinking that um, I should have said that they uh, be godly or anything like that. Uh, it's just not one of my standards, yeah. you know, um, because they can be spiritual. You know, they could be whatever they want to be. Just be there for me. Because my God is so big, he's going to take care of both of us. That's good. I think mine is, uh, I don't Let know, me ask you. Let me, I didn't ask you. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> like, you like communication, right? I'm going to tell you. What are your, what are your, <laughs> what are your top three standards that a man Integrity. has to have? Integrity. Okay. Um, you know, because I, I because I've been dating. I date, and a man will just lie for no reason. I told you, we you don't have to be, you don't have to lie to me. Say you have two other women you rocking with. Mm-hmm. I mean, just tell me that, and then give me the benefit. Trust to me compete. to be. I ain't compete for what. <laughs> I am the pressure. To, <laughs> to compete. No, I'm not going to compete, but I can decide if I want to stay in that or not. Instead of coming into my life and acting like I'm the only one. So I just want integrity. Like, just tell me who you are. Tell me what I'm dealing with. Because um, that'll save us a lot of time and heartache. Um, integrity thing, is one. Integrity. The other one is I, I want a man that's in touch with his emotions. You know, we talked about this uh Women One say that shit, and then uh, as soon as a man tap into his emotion, you know, then they looking at him like a little punk. No, because it's balanced. I don't want somebody I come home, he crying every day. I ain't talking about that kind of emotion. <laughs> I'm talking about someone that can feel empathy, somebody that f- can read the room and feel what other people are going through and respond to that. Um, I, 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 and the way our society grooms men to not be in touch with their emotions, boy, you better not cry. Like, I think that makes men, like, spiritually constipated, because emotionally constipated, because you don't know how to express how you are feeling, and that's important. Um, and so emotional awareness. Once I got in touch with my emotions and tapped in, you know, um, it's, it was refreshing. Yeah, because something I noticed about you is, you know, there's a part of your masculinity that never goes away. But you, I've also heard you communicate about emotions. So I'm not saying that you're just an emotional, sappy man, because I don't want that either. Um, but a man that balances, you know, um, his testosterone, you know, with some estrogen, just so that I can, if I'm, if I'm expressing something, that he can tap in. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't, then I'm going to find somewhere else. You know, a lot of times we talk about emotional infidelity. Mm-hmm. So... If if you're not giving me your ear and your heart, then I'll find it somewhere. Also and I think that, that leads to physical infidelity. Like sex, I think that leads to infidelity. Yes. If a woman can't like, or a person can't trust in their partner emotionally. And so, you know what? Uh, um, uh, another thing in that is, is when a man um, right on time asks you, hey, you okay? Oh, yeah. 
and he knows that something's bothering you. So therefore, the only way that he can, because if even if there's no body language or anything, he just know it. He just feel it because he's tapped into his emotions and also connected with yours. So yeah. therefore, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, uh, what's and on? he's getting the panties later. Uh, because that's that he's showing that he's showing that oh he cares. Gosh. Yeah, that yeah. is a turn on. Yeah. I've been in like a conference where I've been speaking somewhere, sharing a really hard story, mm-hmm. and I've been with a, a friend. We weren't romantically involved, but he came over as a friend and put his hand on my back, and he could tell, and that was my thought. Like this is what this is oftentimes not all the time. This is oftentimes what men miss. That is a panty dropper. You know what I mean? Like just, man, he he can see me from across the room and be like, okay, she needs me. That's emotional awareness. So integrity, emotional awareness. Um, so you know, I gotta ask the question. Did you give him the panties? No. Anyway? Okay, I just had no. to ask. No, I didn't. <laughs> Everything else didn't fit. It was my thought to, that man, because the way he way it made me feel, it dropped down into my pelvic area. Mm. That might sound crazy to other people. But the chakras, the systems, it dropped right here. And I felt kind of open to him. Like, That's I trusted him. Like, wow. Because, so, you know, we're with people all day, every day. We don't really see them. I know. And somebody will come into work and be kind of distraught or disheveled or their energy's off. And we don't be giving a damn. So somebody stops and say, King, you good? You know what I mean? That means something. So integrity, emotional awareness, and... Um, you have to laugh at Cleanliness. Yourself. I was about to say the ability to sling dick, but no, cleanliness. <laughs> Sex is real important to me right now. Yeah. Um, but that's, that, like I said, that that can't be the top three. Because um, really a lot of women are... You're whether to put that three or not, huh? <laughs> a lot of women are getting good dick, but they're, since we're talking about Valentine's Day, but all the other things are not in place. And they're missing a whole hell they're of a lot. They're missing a whole lot. Yeah. Oh, hello. Yeah. So let's, let's circle back to this cleanliness, you know. Oh, I don't do, like, toenails up and over the foot. I mean, everything has to be, your, like, your teeth. I don't want to see no cottage cheese. Um, your house, like, everybody looks at the top of the toilet. I look down. At the base. At the base. Um, I don't know. It's just something about cleanliness, to me, represents order and self-respect. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good. I have a friend of mine. I hope hope they're not watching this, listening. Car is filthy, so I automatically think that that they're not clean. They're at a disarray, mentally yeah. at a disarray. Yeah. So yeah, cleanliness. I think that um, on that piece right there, the cleanliness, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go into a little bit further into like um, disorder. Do you feel that um? Oh, I, let me say that I I I do. I feel that uh, a person that that's um, shits everywhere, if their shit oh, is just yeah, everywhere, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that you know mentally they're everywhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. But when you get to a point to where you can, everything in your house has its place, mm-hmm. and um and it's there, and it's like like this this sign this uh, on air is sitting there, you know, it's on this place, so I can come back here next week. I know where it's at because it's there, right. you know, and uh, and that goes with cars too, cars yeah. too, you know. You yeah. know, I think that's big. Yeah, and it's uh, that is really how I feel. I, I when my, my house is out of order, uh, I feel chaotic. 
You know what I mean? So, like, before I go to sleep, kitchen got to be cleaned up, that kind of thing. And um, even when I travel. I feel like I'd be at a dis-ease. Yeah. Dis-ease. I'd yeah. be at a disease yeah. because it's it's not right. It's not doing. I mean, and I and I and I beat myself up, vet, because you know what I'm saying. Uh, going back and forth to work, yada yada yada, you know, and and then things get out a little disray, and it bothers me. I could be at work and be thinking about it, you know, and and I beat myself up because I know that I can take the time out to get this. This might take me 20 minutes to take care of. Right. But I don't know. Set my ass down with a remote in my hand. <laughs> <you know? laughs> So I have a question. Um, how would you define? How would you define love? All right, so we're we're val- it's Valentine's Day, twenty twenty three on Tuesday, and uh, a lot Damn. of people are throwing around the word. A lot of people are talking about I love them, I love him, I love her. We're in love, and you know. Um, because I knew the theme for today as I was driving in, uh, I was really sitting there thinking, like, what is love? I know a lot of people will go to Scripture and get a definition. I know we there's the emotional love we talked about or love on the ground that I brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, but how would you define love? Love is, um, to me, it's in- infinite. You know, love is... Um, um, it's something that can't be controlled. Like you control, you control, like the ocean is big and it's powerful, it's strong. You know what I'm saying? And when you look out there, it seems as its first sight as infinite. Like it never ends, you know, and it's a lot, but it can be controlled. You know, or you can put dams and, you know, they, and control the water. I think that um, love coming in cannot be controlled, but once love settles in, then it can be uh, maneuvered and altered to fit and please. But love is translucent. Love is solid. Love is um, soft. Love is tasty. Love is bitter. Love is a lot. You know, you cannot put one definition on love. You can ask a person what love means to them, and still they'll come with an array of answers to that. Love is to me God. Yeah, I agree. I th- um, yeah, because love is there's different layers. The love you have in a relationship context, there's love you have for, um, love you have for your children. Just, I mean, it's just it is a vast concept that really can't be defined. I um, I was wondering though, what is love as it relates to? Um, let's chisel it down and and love as it relates to another person and i was thinking it's acceptance it's celebration that's different i i haven't heard it i haven't heard that before it's that's celebration different. i love you therefore i i'm i'm, I'm accepting you and i'm bringing you closer cuz i love my neighbors but i don't want them in my house in my bed in my with their feet under my table you know what i mean mm-hmm. so love as it relates to uh intimate relationships um and so i think one of the ways we can define love if we just want to look at it is how does it show up um between two people or you know two or more people um and i was thinking one of the first things is i'm accepting you in closer um 
and celebrating, and I don't mean like celebrate, but the day-to-day movement with that person is a celebration. It's a dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so in context of relationships, what's a word that you would think um, bears down on what love is? I would say family. I, I would say to me it would be the, the like the new birth. Like just um, a newborn and, and, and um, your attachment to that newborn. Yeah. It's an automatic thing. You know, just like if you have 10 people in the room and this woman is having a baby and the baby's born, the father's in there too and everything like that. And they bring the baby in there to the mom for the first time while everybody's in there. Everybody in there feels something at that moment in time yeah. because there's something great going on. Yeah. And that's what that that feeling of finding somebody and loving and being in love with somebody means to me. It means the new birth of a family member. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, it's also it's like a frequency, right? I think that's why yes. other people can feel it. Um, when two people are in love or loving each other, you can it's, it's palpable. You can feel it. Mm. Um, so it's also an energy. So you're right. I, I do think love is... You know everything everywhere, um, but I wondered. I was wondering, and maybe the audience can answer. What does it mean? What does love mean? And what does it mean to be in love? And uh, it's great. You know, thinking it's about that feeling. during Valentine's Day, thinking about what it means to be in love with someone. You know, to be in love. I feel that when you in that place with that special someone or however you map out your family to be or the special some two or whatever. Um, I believe that, um, that depend, dependability, you know, be, being able to depend on a person, knowing that person's there, knowing that person's there for you, knowing that person brags about you, knowing that person smiles when you walk into the room, you know what I'm saying? Seeing a person smile. Knowing that person that knows your love languages and leans in on that shit, you know what I'm saying, and make sure that you're present, you know what I'm saying, and they're present. Um, um, a person love is having that person that knows when you're at a dis-ease and want to come console you, you know, and, and bring you peace at all times. Love is um, showing a person that you're with the ultimate respect, you know. Love is, you know, sitting down and planning together. You know, love is, yes, it is a lot of things. Yeah. But one thing it is not, a few things that it is not, love is not manipulation. Yeah. Love is not lies. Love is not deceit. Love is not trickulation. Not trickulation. Love is not disrespect. <laughs> And love is not the truth on your terms. What I mean by that, you want to tell the person the truth, but you want to take your time and do it. And when you do that, and when you do that, and you don't tell the truth in the time that it should be exposed, what you've done is let something sit in the refrigerator too long until it's spoiled. Then the truth don't even help no more. <laughs> I just I I, I um I think sometimes when we think of love we we're, we're very selfish because we think of we love someone because of how they make us feel. 
and not not. Yeah, and it, and so it can get, be selfish. So you're saying that we get mixed up on uh, uh, the, the the emotional part of love with physical touch and sex, sexuality? No, 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 I'm just saying, like, maybe I don't really love you. I just love how you make me feel. Feel. Not physically, well, just across the board. Well, some people equate love to sex. Do you know that? You... <laughs> <laughs> Yes or no? <laughs> uh, well, if it's good sex, you can't say, man, I love that nigga. No, I don't think. <laughs> I used to think that way. I th- I thought if a man was with me, having sex with me, man, he loved me. Hmm. Uh, but that was a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. And I know that's not the case anymore. But no, I'm talking about, you know, I love you. I love you until you don't do what I want you to do anymore. I just, you know, I just wanted that's to immature. think about. I know, but so many of us in our in our pursuit to not be alone, to have somebody, you know. From the soul. I spit it from my soul. Rivers. 
lately things been weighing real heavy on my heart. It's like the sun don't shine no more. Everything's just dark. I be trying to hold it all together, you know, in attempt to not fall apart. You gotta fight it out Don't let them hate motherfuckers Put your fire out Melt the rubber on them niggas Burn the tires out I got a dollar for all the shit that she like It's real street niggas, boy You know I brought them out It ain't a backwood in town We done bought them out Old school in the Chevy Bitches falling out Super bad, got up pulling his wallet out Celebrating the wins We put it all in Now the game on lock Like a dog pen Now I'm working like everybody called in same stack, but now them bitches all bent. Now it's looking like I'm riding on all rims. Little nigga had to swim where the sharks swim. You get the feeling like a gangster when you log in. But me, I'm riding with the hammer, bitch. I'm on 10. I had to stretch it out Riding with a magazine Niggas wanna X me out Brand new XDS Might have to test him out He look like he ready to play Might have to stretch him out I was in the central with Melly Don't wanna let him out Niggas told on him was with him And they already out Put a little mama in the sand With her belly out Married out the central It ain't shit that you can tell I was at the bottom, my nigga I had to rise up Two phone lines and both of them bitches tied up I would hit the whip with the Midas touch Them butterfly doughs, I'm trying to fly this truck, bitch I've been down before, nigga I was on my ass Hard times fuck you up, but they slowly pass Now I keep two G's on me like a Gucci bag Just in case they find what I was hiding in the Gucci stash oh Back to the throne. We're here today, and um, I wanted to talk. I wanted this is where I wanted to go in at. Um, we're, we're on Valentine's Day show, and uh, we want to stay on the topic. And um, but let's um, let's talk about the people who are single in this season on Valentine's Day. And um, <laughs> me, he's talking about me. And, and going away from the Valentine's, but saying I want to talk about single 
what 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 is some of the things that um we say single season what are some of the things that are healthy to do in a single season masturbate Oh, you're going to go straight in no, on I'm the just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, fam. Um, <coughs> Gabe over there. So I think it's... A, well, what, 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 is, what is some uh, exercises or things that you can do in a single season that's healthy? And don't say masturbate. I already said it, so it's done. That's number one. I'm just playing. It's not number one. I think it's important to do therapy or some self-awareness work. Because it's the perfect time to do it, right? Because you're not trying to navigate that with somebody else in your life and bouncing you, who you are off of them. When, you're, when I'm single, I'm in my own personal silo, and I can be doing some work to deal with me. Um, so I think therapy or self-awareness or some type of group, things like that are important. Um, uh, I think it's always important to be learning. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading, I read, I'm not reading a relationship. And be book careful right of your content too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reading upward, outward. Right. Reading things that are going to challenge who I am and expand my thinking about what love is or what, or who I am or what I want, what my goals and ambitions are. Um, I think it's important to be um, diligent about planning your future. Um, so it's really a time for you to be selfish. Yeah. Mm. And also pampering myself and, you know, figuring out things that I like to do, uh, going out to eat by myself, going to the movies by myself. Those We've heard over the years those things take courage. Um, they don't really take courage to go out by yourself. I don't know who came up with that, but I don't know. To treat myself because then we come, um, somebody comes along and we want them to do all these things for us. We haven't even invested in ourselves. You know, it was awkward. Um uh, I have to say that um, one of the things, and you just brought it up, is, uh, and it was awkward for me being in my single season and, and just going out, me, by myself, just to enjoy myself because I hadn't done it in so long. I think you it's know? sexy. Um, See a man out by himself. Right? It's, um, it was awkward. You know. Why? But I, I, I had, I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, um, I'm a people watcher. You know, I like to watch. Me too. And, um, and, um, and I've also seen the reactions of people, um, and it was just different. And you see, you must understand because um, I go out and I, you know, I, I do events and different things. So I'm, I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth, you know, what I'm saying scene. Um, to an extent, but going out solo like that, you know, what I'm saying just in a enjoyment tip, it seemed kind of awkward for me. Yeah. It is at first. I mean, but I've been doing it for a few years now. It is at first, but I like to people watch. And if I go to a cafe to eat or something like that, I'll just put my, I'll get a book or I'll be reading through some news articles or just. You know, because at the end of the day, uh, to be self-actualized, which, you know, like to be the fullness of myself before this body hits the soil is my goal, right? And I don't want to do that just in the lens of someone else being in my life. When, when, my, when my person approaches me, I want to be in my pursuit of wholeness and, and being healthy and um, taking care of myself and all of those different things so that whoever he is 
has a wealth to enjoy. You ever be around someone and they only have two things to talk about? <laughs> and they're not taking care of themselves? I mean, it, it, it gets old fast. Um, and so I'm not waiting for a man to... I'm not waiting for a man to add his seasoning. I mean, he will, but I, I want the I want it to be seasoned. I want some you want stuff. Be, yeah, you want to go in seasoned. Yeah, I want to go in seasoned so that he's not sipping something bland off the top. Um, and I think, you know, I'm I'm not I don't think I've lost my person. I don't I don't think I've met my person necessarily. But um, if I did encounter a good man and I didn't keep, because I've been unhealthy most of my life. Um, it was because I had not invested in myself. And I don't want to be thirsty. I don't want to be out here just like, um, because you're going to get what you're panting after. And yeah. it's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just was listening to, what's his name? Um, the hip-hop talk, the hip-hop person. Um, He's like, we want, we want the, we want the, the large, the larger thing, the wedding. We want all of that, but we're not done. We're doing none of the back work. You don't read. You don't think. You don't go for walks. You don't take hot baths by yourself. Like, why you gotta wait from some man to come over to light a candle? Like, do these things for yourself. Love yourself. Love attracts love. Yeah, yeah. you know. And um, if I can get some insight on um that that part as far as what you can do. In, in your single season that's healthy, one of the things that you um, want to do and make sure that you do correctly and gracefully is make sure that that relationship that you just came out of, make sure that, you know what I'm saying, everything is square in that, you know. Oh, yeah. Make sure that that's, you know, that's understood, you know, and um, respect that person and and, and Never put that person in a situation to be um, disrespected or, or or ridicule that person. Or you don't have to go back and forth for who did what or who. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? We both consciously did this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what that is. Yeah. And you learn and, a lot about a person, right, by how they talk about their last relationship. Correct. Correct. And and, and how they want to approach it and how they 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 uh, um, communicate it to other people too. Right. right. You know. Um, but yes, but in that season, one of the first things, uh, second things that you want to do, you don't want to do, excuse me, is go lay up under somebody else. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. You know, um, that I, I, it's just a suggestion. I suggest that you don't do that. Don't get out there um, dating in a hurry or whatever the case may be. And I know that this is a, a habit that people do you know what I'm saying you get you get with another person trying to get over that person but what you don't realize is everything that you're supposed to be getting over you just stuffed it you just packed it in that suitcase and you're carrying it around with you so give yourself some time you know and um but there is people who checked out our relationships long before the relationship actually ended, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And they knew what they were faced with and knew what they had, had, were heading to, so they began their process, you know. So everybody's process is differently. But, you know, in, um, in some, it's bitter, like you were telling me, you know what I'm saying, that yeah. you, you have something that, you know, you don't give a damn if you fall down this flight of stairs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
um, there's some that, you know, the love is still there. And you're adult enough to walk away from the, situ- from the situation. And not again gracefully, I have to put that in there. But know that, and and you have to deal with that hurt. You have to deal with that pain. You know, and you the first thing you want to identify is the core. You know, you know you want to take an inventory. Did I make the right decision here? You know, because I'm still I'm feeling still feeling some kind of way about this person because it's still and the reason why um, you can still be in love with that person because there's some good in that person oh, yeah. and you can see some good in that person yep. and that person has a lot of amazing attributes but it was just these few things that you know you probably could not you ask yourself can I live the rest of my life in that capacity. And your answer probably was no, so you you made that move, but the pain is still there. So that's some that's what you know, like that was t- saying. Um, you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You have to face it, trace it, and erase it. You know, and the only way to do that is to um, there's a pro there's many processes. We you hear us say therapy on the show a lot. True, and I believe in therapy. I go to therapy, you know, and I feel. <coughs> great when I come out of there. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable because the change is taking place. But there is other things that you can do. You can get somebody that you trust Mm -hmm. and you can, and they're attentive and it will allow you to express and dump. You know what I'm saying? And get out. Because I am a firm believer. When I say firm, I said firm believer in anything that I speak that's pain, that's secret, that's bothering me. Yeah. Once I put it out in the open, it loses its power. Yeah. It yeah. loses its power. If you're putting it in the right, I think if you're speaking it into the right spaces, though. Um, over the years, I've learned to be careful. <clears throat> excuse me about sharing my my pain and my secrets with everybody. It takes dis- it takes discernment and discretion, um, because some people will. So they don't have power over me anymore. But I am saying I, I am cautious about who I tell my secrets to, or who I share like deep, embedded pain, because. Um, depending on the space they hold, whether it's a coworker or a church member, they can they can use it to amplify something nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it probably won't hurt me because I don't I don't really live in that space where people can hurt me, you know, based on my own story. Um, but uh, not everybody should hold everything about you. You know how they say people should not everybody should touch you. Well, not everybody deserves um, to hear your pillow talk. Everybody doesn't deserve access or to, or to, or to you. Ca- or, or to catch your tears. No, so. I do agree, like, but I used to be silly with it. Now, I've written a memoir, so my whole story's out there. And so that's what I mean by people, I can say what I want to say to you, and I'm not worried about how you amplify it because um, energetically I'm, I'm more powerful than what you're trying to do. Uh, but for somebody that just might be hearing and doesn't have the same context, um, <clears throat> I'm just, I, was, I started to be mindful of who I shared with. Like the other day, I shared some, last week I shared some things with you, um, that I haven't told a lot of people and you were safe to do that and I know it won't go any further than that (laughs) 
especially after tell you don't talk about it on the radio. But yeah, you got to tell that, me that. <laughs> yeah, but secrets cause dis-ease. And, yes. you know, legacies of trauma in our families and in our relationships. Um, so I think that's huge. That's why I said it first. Like, after a relationship has ended or I'm exploring what, um, what went wrong in a love affair, um, like really sitting down and figuring out what went wrong not to blame not to point fingers yeah, but for yeah. understanding yeah um you know oh oh boy that i just ended things with i saw him yesterday and he immediately popped off like this is why we didn't get along and i said did you take any time since our relationship ended to really think about what you did wrong i ended it because i knew i wasn't healthy enough for this but as soon as i see you you're you're telling me what I did wrong. Have you sat with what you did wrong? Um, what and was that kind of goes. And we're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about that right now. Um, so shut it down. Yeah, he shut it down, and it's all good because that's why I ended it. Um, because it's if you don't available. have that emotional bandwidth available. to hold yourself accountable, I know where I've messed up in relationships, and I knew when I wasn't ready and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it takes you know maturity to say. Uh, I'm wrong. I didn't show up for you like I promised at the beginning. I didn't meet your needs the way you expressed them to me. So I have to let you go with grace. I have to let you go anyway because you're walking away, but, you know, love and light to you. Yeah. And we're just not doing that out here. <laughs> <laughs> so in a single, a season of singleness, uh, and I know this is probably cliche these days, I just really look to, you know, seeing how I can be better. You know? Okay, the floor is open for you on the throne. Bring something to the table. We don't have to talk about the Valentines. What you think we need to talk about? <clears throat> we can talk about the Valentines. I was having a really good conversation with Carla last weekend. Um, it was kind of piggybacking off the conversation that we had. Uh, you know, the work of commitment. And, um, and that's when I mentioned to her, staying curious about your partner. Um, but in this season, for those couples maybe that'll tune in that are having a hard time, they've hit, you know, like we all do, we get that seven-year itch or it just gets complicated for a season. <clears throat> How do we stay engaged? Wow. How do you work through um, you love this person and you really believe that you should stay in place where you are? Mm -hmm. um, how do you work through those seasons where flowers and chocolates and shit is not enough. Wow. I think um when you when you um when you get to a point where <clears throat> just call it for what it is, you know, your relationship is all shaky ground, you know, and um you got holidays come up like this, you know, and um what do you do? What are your first thoughts? You know, uh, how do you handle it? Is is it is it a time for you to maybe just um, be transparent and be upfront uh, about what's really going on? Um, is it a great time to set the tone and set the atmosphere for a place of peace and then have a conversation? But um, I think that is it is just that. It's what you want it to be. It can be a point in that relationship where you can um, take the lead on um, the mending yeah. of the broken pieces. But if you um, 
don't take the lead or your lead is not reciprocated or the information that you're trying to convey is not reciprocated, then okay, then um, just leave the roses, leave the candles, leave the flowers where they are. And, um, and then you have to get with self and ask yourself, what are you doing? Why am I here? Yeah. You know, is this what I want? What does this look like in five years? You know, am I doing the right thing? It feels great. It looks good. Everybody on the outside think we should be together. But is it really good at 11.59 at night? What's really going on? Yeah. When ain't nobody looking. I love that because you went straight to self-awareness. Yeah. Straight to self-reflection. It's very important. Yeah. Because I know I've been, you know, blaming the other person and uh, really was, I just had work to do. Um, so. That's that accountability piece. Yeah. And like you, like we were saying earlier, just uh, re-engaging in new ways. Uh, love is not static. It doesn't, it's not the same. The way that a man is communicating with me the first year we're together and the fifth year we're together should be different. Um. And so that takes, you know, being intentional about how we, um, how we show up. But I can't do that if I'm not doing the work on myself. You said so. something earlier in the show, and um, you were talking about um, um, similar to what you just said. You know, we're not having the same conversation we had in our first year, opposed to our fifth year. You know, so what if you? Um, what if you you're like four or five years in, and, and, and your mate is still talking about those same two things? You know what I'm saying? Because you brought those two <laughs> things up, right? Is that a sign that they're not growing in a certain area? I think so. Um, I think so. I you know I can only I can only do what I can do. I do think it's risk. I can only do what I can do in the relationship. Um, I can't force anyone to grow. You can't fight for both both people. But I can create a garden-like space in our home and in between us in our lives, where there's I'm open for you to be to flourish. I'm listening. I'm attentive. I'm standing right here. I'm present. And I've been in a relationship. The one I said ended the, the airplane thing. I the analogy I gave, and he was content. He was content right where we were. And, um, and that's why during that panel discussion, I was like saying, I understand commitments and vows. I really, really do. Because I was a ride or die to a default, to, like, to it was painful for me. But I think it's dangerous to uh, stay somewhere where you're miserable and the other person doesn't want to do the work. Um, and I think I've said this before. When I was pastoring, I really attended funeral. I attended two uh, leading services for funerals, and I was in the hospital, standing next to hospital beds when people died. And you know, in that season, I pastoral I, care. Pastoral care. In that season, I learned, like, man, I don't want to die miserable. I I can't. And I, you know, you know my story. Uh, you know, ex sex work and all these things. I've given enough uh, of my time to foolishness. And so I'm not, I'm, I, I love you, but I'm sorry. You know, you, it's been five years, it's been four years, and we on the same bullshit we were on years ago. I'm not staying. You can take your ring back. I love you. Um, but I, I'm not, I, I'm not. Mm. Death is real. We act yeah. like it's an illusion. 
I mean, it is an illusion, but you know what I mean. Like, time is up. Yeah. And so if uh, TikTok, if if we're not, if you're, if we're not, if you're not reciprocating my energy, especially as women, I was groomed to just be there for him, be there for him. I've taken charges for men. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've been locked up, and and this he walking past, going home, like. I, I just I can't, um, and uh, I often tell people, you know, if you, I'm a hot air balloon, if I have too many sandbags, what happens? You'll drop. The, well, it'll never leave the ground. It'll never leave the ground. And so I'm 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 throwing sandbags. Right. <laughs> uh, because if we can't soar together, then why know, are we together? Then why are we together? And you know, pigeons can't go where eagles go. I'm no. not saying pigeons are bad. I'm not calling nobody a pigeon. Or a seagull. Or a seagull. But you can't go everywhere. Uh, and so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to live my best life. And if you're content with mediocrity, I'm going to have to break that commitment to you. But I am going to do my work. Mm. I am going to communicate to you. I am going to say this is what I need from you. I am going to ask you to show up and be present. I'm going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to... Um, but I can only give you so long until you reply in a healthy way and we move forward. Yeah. Um, you said something that brought brought a it. memory back for me. <clears throat> I was um, at this um, at this particular time in my life. I was in uh, California Department of T uh, Corrections, and uh, I was at um, Solidad. And um, you get a slip tell you what job assignments you mm -hmm. had you know I got this job assignment and it said pastoral care pastoral care mm -hmm. and uh, I was going around going down to tear asking you know brother man, what's this what's this and I had this lifer and I asked him what's this he said oh man that's uh he said, he said the first thing he said oh that's a good job I said okay how so he said man because you know you down there with all the nurses you know what I'm saying and you know and all that and it's quiet it's chill you know mm -hmm. And uh, he said, but you down there with a terminally ill, you know, those people about to die, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cancer, AIDS, whatever, they, you know, they're about to die. I'm like, shit. I'm like, okay. And I just wanted to go check it out. So I got my best little fit out, you know, prison fit out, you know, go my first day and shit, you know. <laughs> go down there. They said nurses. I was like, okay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So, and I went down there and after about an hour of being showed what I needed to do, the nurses was the last thing on my mind because oh, yeah. I was sitting there, man, with these men that uh, are dying. And um, one of them was my homeboy, you know, and I didn't know he was up there. And uh, yeah. I went back to the yard the next day to tell everybody, all the other homies, you know what I'm saying, that he's up there dying of cancer. He had uh, oral cancer, and his jaw Ooh. is just literally rotten off. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen it. That's rough. Yeah, it's rough. That's that's rough. And um, in that experience, I had the opportunity to be around all these men that were doing time and locked away and don't even have a family no more. And um, and we became um, we connected. Mm -hmm. And um, wow. and it, it, it was more than me working there as that as a prisoner as in pastoral care. But it got to the point to where my energy and what I was bringing. Uh, when they came to their last breath, they re requested me to be there. So they'll come get me in the middle of the night and yeah. escort me down there. And I'll hold that person's hand until they go. And it's crazy. And, uh, and it gave me an experience in my life because I've dealt with death previous to that. 
<clears throat> yeah, somebody's gonna catch that on the way home, you know, and um, it was different. And I think at that time, I finally appreciated the end. You know, yeah. I really appreciated it at that time. It framed my, I'm telling you, it literally changed my whole, my energy toward life. Um, the last, <clears throat> the last uh, member of my church, my last parishioner that passed away, um, I was rubbing his, I was rubbing his face because he was going through the death throes and gurgling, and I was just telling death him, rattle. I just said you can, I said it's okay to go, you can go, and he just fell, his head landed in my hand, and I just stood there like that because it is such a profound moment, um, and it just. It really did pitch me in a different direction. You know, I was already on my way to, to doing things different, obviously, in my life. I wasn't on the streets. But it, it made me, you know, become very serious about um, what I was going to accept and tolerate in my life. And it, was, it made me very serious about what I was going to pursue. And because uh, it's not a joke. And I think, it, I, th I think it takes being in those moments often or like you were in a season right there taking mm -hmm. care of these men, um, that it settles around your heart that I'm, I'm not going to waste my days. Now, am I perfect in it? No. No, no. I'm not perfect in it. There's days I waste. There's days when I'm on the couch. There's days, there's evenings when I've had one too many drinks. You know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm about my business. And, um, and I'm not going to tolerate disrespect. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to cause traffic in your life. You know what I'm saying? If, if we're not working out, why am I like bottlenecking you? Why don't I move around so that you can find the love that you need and I can find the love that I need? And um, deserve. And, and deserve. deserve, yeah. Yeah. Because I too many people are leaving this earth miserable. I mean absolutely miserable. No longer in love, can't halfway stand the kids, don't want the dog, <laughs> can't stand their jobs. And I said before, we can't complain about what we tolerate. The problem is we, we, we're so committed to all these things, and that's a difficult thing for me. You know, you got a person who's the head of a household, and their money's necessary. There's two kids and a dog and a cat and a partner and all of that, and you're thinking about suicide. Mm. You, you're thinking how you don't want to be here anymore. Mm. So what's better for you to stay where you're miserable or for you to move on and pay support? And, you know, people will be like, well, no, you said in the valley that you're married. But mental health is real. And if nobody else in the household is like trying to do this sweep upward and outward for our for all of our well-being, I don't know if I can stay there. I might I might be better for my family outside the house because mm -hmm. then I can come back with the proper energy. Then I can come back and be like, let's go to the soccer game. Let's do this. Let's do that. And give my partner, you know, support when when I take the kids, you know, like do it the right way. I'm not talking about lead the kids and just see them on Friday nights. I'm talking about, you know, really showing up. Um, and people disagree with me. They're like, no, when you make a commitment, you make a commitment. But I, as a pastor and as a person, I've seen, I see far too many people that are absolutely miserable in every sector of their lives. And I don't think that's what we were put on the planet to do. No. And, and, and if I think that, um, they take certain, um, certain things out of context because the simple fact is, you know, it's like you like marriage vows, right? Yeah. How can 
for better or for worse, or sick and poor, and all these old things, you know, and you don't supposed to leave this person. Or so, if you are, uh, uh, if your mental health is just raggedy, yeah, in that, yeah, you know, and um, so you're a bad person because you don't want to save yourself. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? Yeah. So I'm supposed to stick and stay in somewhere that's unhealthy. For me, not, not not only for me, for that person too. Everybody. For everybody. Everybody. The whole family unit. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. if I don't jump ship, you know what I'm saying? Then this whole thing is going to end real bad, yeah. terrible. Yeah. So yeah, it's I, a hard I, I, conversation, I got that when you said that. Yeah, you know, because it's like, but back, you know, that's why you know being with people that are transitioning. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes you when you see the sun, it, it shines different. You know, when you leave those places where people are suffering and they're slowly and they're dying, transitioning, it hits different when you walk out and you, you know, you can lift your head up and, and look at life. Um, and so, yeah, I. Uh, can two, can, uh, vet, can, um, can two people that has been hurt or broken and they are doing some work on themselves, but they still got some work to do and they meet, can they still be in their process and engaging and entertaining a relationship? I think it's possible. It hasn't worked out well for me um, because I tend to stop doing the work and turn solely to the person I'm with. Like, it's all about them. And then I stop doing my work. So you dropped the ball. I dropped the ball on myself, and... Um, uh, I just I come, I'm like wrapped up in this new thing that I feel. It feels good. It's lovely. I'm excited. He's excited. It's good. And I often drop the ball. That's why I'm taking this time to sit in my season of singleness and healing a little bit longer. You know what I mean? And stop trying to um stuff people in there so that I don't have to feel what it is that God and wants me to feel. Right. And that's the you know, you ever have broken bone or have surgery or something, healing hurts too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the process yeah, yeah. of, I'm in like spiritual, physical therapy right now, like, and it hurts. So I don't want to really bring anybody else in. I also, um, I also know that, I know people that have done it. But I'm also, you know, prone to going over the top when it comes to a relationship. So I'm probably not a good, um, Candidate for that. A good candidate for that because if he triggers, it'll trigger me and I'll trigger him and then we'll just be a relationship just triggering one another mm -hmm. and then, you know, doing things to uh, numb us out in between. And it's real toxic. So I haven't done well with that. What about you? Um, I would have to say yes and no. Um question was um, can two people that has had some brokenness some hurts some pain and in in their single season they've done some work mm -hmm. but they meet this person an amazing person and they connect with that person and can those two people continue on their journey of healing together uh, I believe that it's possible um, um, and um, but you can't get away just like you said you can't forget the assignment. <laughs> you know, you cannot forget the assignment. Yeah. If you forget the assignment, then it's going to it's going to go down the toilet. Yeah. Because you're still healing. Yeah. And another thing you have to do, you have to get honest. 
and you have to tell that person that I'm still healing. You know, some yeah. some some real you know heartbreaking things and happen in this last past relationship. You know, uh, I've been working on me and working on it and everything like that, and I've addressed it and held myself accountable for a lot of things that I did wrong in that too. But you know, I'm feeling you today, so I need to be open with you that I'm gonna continue to be working on that. But I also want to be in your energy too. So, <clears throat> I was thinking, it also has to do with the level of trauma we're talking about with the two people. Of course. Like so. Or even like, at the gauge of where they're at in their in their I mean, process. You know, part of my story. Yeah, yours so is mine, detrimental trauma. So mine, and then a, a, a man like me, that might not. That might be if we're really not healed. That might be bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of the level of trauma. Right. Um, so somebody that's just had heartbreaks and their life has been kind of normative, like it's been, you know. Right. That's different. Like there's everybody comes with baggage. Everybody comes with heartbreak and, and mistakes and failures and all that kind of stuff. But our past but, leads but, us to, yeah, the, to, to an extreme You know, place. homelessness, time on the street, all jail, all those different things. That 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 is... Uh, that's profound. Not that all trauma is not profound, but you know what I mean. Right. So, you know, I, I, I probably. Trauma on top of trauma. Trauma on, t- on top of trauma. And if you don't, if you haven't done the work of getting all the cancer out, um, it, you it's run the risk. It's, it's guaranteed to grow. It's, you run the risk of, um, you know, of, of a, <laughs> a relapse in that thing. So, <laughs> She's had a relapse in a that A relapse thing. in the trauma. So that's, yeah. So I think it depends on the level of trauma a person. 